Morning, church. I always actually sit here in this house of the Lord and looking and noticing, and then you see a plaque there. I always wonder, what is that plaque for? <laughs> and what, what is the purpose of that plaque? <laughs> and I, I think Gary Bowden is the one built around here. <laughs> And maybe you can have the answers for us. <laughs> but it's just a little bit strange for me. I, I, I don't know. I can point it. It's just no way. <laughs> and, but every time God speaks to me through that black. <laughs> Isn't very strange that God speaks through to that black and thinking what? There's a power there. And there's a power there, but what was the purpose of that black? What was the reason for it? <laughs> and so, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we shouldn't be that kind of a Christians, guys. If we put a plaque there, there will be a power. So I stand here to you, and I want to encourage you again. I want to put a plaque. I want to use that as the purpose. And I want to speak to you and asking God. So it's just a thing there, but maybe you can speak to your God as well. It just always troubled me about that plaque. And I've got something that's, Always, actually, I went to the Vineyard Conference in Joburg. And then it was a great conference. It's outstanding. And then in the middle of the conference, I've got this SMS from my wife. It's WhatsApp. <laughs> we don't use SMSs anytime. Huh? We use WhatsApp. So this WhatsApp, it said, hello, darling. Hello, babes. You know, you got all those lovely names. When you are not around at home. <laughs> She's not here. I'm <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay, all those fancy words, uh, hello, darling, and how are you? And then I replies with the, with the big laugh. Duh, 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 duh. And it says, I'm sick. And I, I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I cannot see when I close my eyes. I said, you cannot see when you close your eyes. Oh, no, no. First of all, I'm worried. She says she's sick. Go to the hospital. But how can I go to the hospital when I cannot see? And I said, what's wrong? <laughs> I keep sending those messages. What's wrong? I said, I cannot see when I'm closing my eyes. I cannot see when I'm closing my eyes. You don't get it, guys. I cannot see when I'm closing my eyes. She says she cannot see because she's closing her eyes. That's what makes him sick. So I said, what is that? He said, no, you don't get it. How can I see when I'm closing my eyes? He said, I'm sick because I'm closing my eyes. Okay, wait, what was the joke? Wait, let me read it. <laughs> wait, let me read it. Let me read it for you. There was a joke there. 
Where was the joke? Wait, wait. You can pretend. You can laugh. If it's not a joke, it's okay. You can just pretend. Wait, wait. I've got the message here. Okay. Where's my wife? <laughs> Don't worry. Just, just look someone next to you. <laughs> Okay, I don't find it, but anyway, don't worry, I'll tell you later. <laughs> uh, can I ask Mrs. Bay to read the word of God for us, please? When Jesus had finished giving these instructions to his 12 disciples, he went off teaching and preaching in towns throughout the country. John the Baptist, who was now in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you really the Messiah we've been waiting for, or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him about what you have heard and seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And tell him, God blesses those who are not offended by me. When John's disciples had gone, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. Who is this man in the wilderness that you went out to see? Did you find him weak as a reed, moved by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? Those who dress like that live in palaces, not out in the wilderness. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger before you, and he will prepare your way before you. Amen. So, Father God, I thank you. I thank you as I'm standing in your people that I'm not here to perform but I'm here to share your word of God. Lord, as I speak to your people here in this time, I pray that they may open their ears and their hearts. And Lord, I pray for the word that will come through. And I thank you. Amen. Uh, Actually, my topic for the preach today the most encouraging words you never had. The most encouraging words you never had. And the story is surrounded by John the Baptist. And we look here, we found that John, his father was Zachariah and his mother was Elizabeth. And John was the third cousin of Jesus. And we know John was the greatest man. And we found it here in this time. John is baptizing people in the Jordan of River in Matthew 3. And Jesus came in and he looked and see John baptizing people. And John had the privilege of introducing someone like Jesus Christ. I just like 
that time when John had the privilege to introduce someone like Jesus Christ. And he says it in our newsletter. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. The lamb who takes away the sin of the world. You know, how many of us here got an opportunity to introduce someone who's bigger than Jesus Christ? Nobody. I think John had the privilege of standing there. And I think I would be humbling and honored to have that opportunity to stand and say, this is the person who comes to take away our sin. And we see the problem started to begin. In Matthew 11, John has been arrested because he preached Something not good in Herod. That is not good to marry your wife, brother. And now he's in biggest problem. Yes, there's just a bit of confusion there. Yeah. And he's in jail. What I want to take you now, I want to take you those moments when John was in jail. And those moments, I think we are sitting here. If John could hear these words, I surely you of you who are ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the most insignificant person in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he is. If John could hear those words, the disciples went there, because John now is stuck in jail and he's sending his disciples and say to them go and tell Jesus that I am arrested and Jesus said hold on I think he had an attitude of waiting there and the disciples are standing there and said we've been sent by John and said we have been arrested and Jesus said no I'm doing for the kingdom now wait he was healing the sick he was raising the dead and the disciples decided to go back And they started to preach in the crowd and say, I show of you, of all you have lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. So I've got quick three thoughts that I want to take with you today. Maybe you are struggling sitting down here. And if you can hear those words, maybe you will be standing here and jabulering again. And being encouraged to realize if God speaks like that to me, maybe I'm not going to be a down person. I want you to say someone to you, you're doing better than you think you are. Tell someone next to you, you're doing better than you think you are. (laughs) 
The devil come to destroy. But you've got the victory. Jesus. The devil want to come and rob. I looked around. And then I was chatting to someone. At Great Town, my next door is the next door neighbor. They've killed eight people and even the kids. How do you get encouraged when you hear those stories? How do you stand up and say, God is good? How do you see in this world that we are living and say, I can stand up for you and say, I love you beside of all what's happening. You can't say it, but you know you've got something that really touch you and said, God is good even on these situations. We've got the Savior coming to change what has happened. We get encouraged and realize that we need to look and put our focus in Christ again. And they said, what are you doing about it, guys? What is going on around in this situation? I said, I've got nothing to do. I said to go in my knees and say, God, you've created us and you have authority amongst everything. Change the situations that we see very, really destroying us. I went this time at Amber. There were 10 guys shorting because they were stealing their car and they drove somewhere Amber and they were killed. And I look on that story, there were few kids that were on the road because these guys, they were racing with cars. But they were not touched. Because the hands of the Lord were with those kids. We wake up in the morning and we're thinking, I'm doing this thing in my own. But it's not that you are own. You are doing better because you've got Christ in you. We wake up and thinking, I can handle this thing by myself. But you forget that there's someone who's fighting your battles. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says there's a time to be born. There's time to die. There's time to rejoice. But I don't see the time to quit. Why would I quit if I know there's a goodness on that? It's time to mourn. Some people are mourning here, they've lost their loved ones. Some people had weddings. But there's no time to quit. This is what builds us. To be a greatest in the kingdom. If John could hear those thoughts, that he was doing better where he was, I think he would do much better. And I want the second thought tell someone to you, said, You matter more than you think. 
Tell someone you matter more than you think. I always look around on Monday and telling these young guys and said, you matter. You've got the purpose here. The Lord had brought you in this world because he's got the purpose for your life. You matter. Some of us, we don't realize that we are matter. Because we're going through the traps and tribulations and we think I'm not mattering now. Few people want to do a suicide. They want to kill themselves because they don't think they matter. When you have that thing in your dirt, you can't go up and say, I'm the biggest oak now, but you matter because God created you for the purpose. Let's look at Isaiah 41. Verse 6. I don't know why the projector decided to be broken when I'm preaching. But the Lord knows. They encourage one another. With the words, be strong. Tell someone next to you, you matter. Be strong. Tell someone, be Be strong. The craftsmen rush to the new idols, the cave hearts, the gold, and the matter helps evil good. They say it is good, along with fun. Careful, they join the path, gathered faster than the thing in the place so that will not fall over. Yeah. We need each other, church. I cannot do this thing by myself. You need your neighbor. We can change this country because we are all gathered together. I had the privilege of standing and looking at the people at the conference where it was one nation. It was no blue, no green, no purple, no black. But it was one kingdom. And one person shared something really touched me and said, we look at those kids in the street and we think, they are not matter. They are nothing. But what happened in the next time you never done anything and let kids come and rob in your house? And it really touched me because we don't do anything as much as we can to save them. Even just to tell them we don't need to have to give money or anything. I always say to them, Jesus Christ loves you. And they look at me very strange because I'm saying something that really touched them because there's no one told them that they have been loved. We think it's the hardest thing to do. You go around and tell people, and that person said on that conference, 
it's very easy to reach to the poor people and tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. Then go to the riches. Yes, we need the riches, but the poor people, they can accept easily. We walked there down in this town in Stockville to find out there be so many people get been told a wrong gospel because they want to receive anything that is in love of Jesus. And I always pray, I said, Lord, I don't want to go to Stockville and tell them that God will help you, God will give so much money, you will have the greatest love if you eat grass or anything, but I want to bring Christ in them. I want to pass it. The only thing that I can give you is Christ. We saw amazed a couple of weeks. We had an, an opportunity when there was a storm and everything going on there. And there was an organization called Seeds the Hope. We get there and we said we're not giving you food, but we want to give you the love of Jesus as well. Food is something else. We know we need it in need but we want to share the gospel to you because it's something greater for them to take it even when we are gone. We don't want to hold it and think it is our own. We want to pass it to one another. I wish I had the privilege of standing and saying, to my grandmother, you matter because you had an opportunity of sharing the gospel with me. There's people that mattered in your life. You're not going to be here if they couldn't share the word of God with you. They matter, those people. I don't want you to come and weep in my funeral when I'm dead. Tell me now. I matter. Thank you. You preach it to me. We come. And then we start crying. And when things going on, you know, funerals around in Africa now, they're becoming an entertainment place. We go on and then we do all the dance and everything. And they said in the African culture, we must wait for the like relative from all the way in Limpombo and whatever, and then they must arriving so we can bury the body, and the body is like rotten for a long time. <laughs> what are we waiting for? We're waiting for the party. Can't you use that part an opportunity to change this life who are still standing? It's not matter because it's dead. We had African Trope coming up on Monday. There was the Holy Spirit going on in young people. There was laughing. There was rolling. There were people they were crying. And then African Trope said, the greatest thing that we can live with you is the Holy Spirit. And we're still holding on it. And today, as I'm preaching, 
It's not be my words or anything I said. I'm not a super doobie. I'm not a person that can speak all the biggest thing. But I want you. I want you to live the greatest thing. The encouragement. The words that you never heard. That Jesus stink about you. Isn't it significant? I look at around and I had the privilege of preaching at St. Mary's and I was talking to these girls and the Lord said, He knows your hair. Can you imagine that? And then you've got these African girls who put the Indian's hair, you know that. And he knows on top of those Indian hair as well. He knows your hairs. Because you matter. I'm not a greatest sleeper. My wife sometimes normally kicks me around, push me. I decided to get myself a double bed because the single bed was going to be a disaster. But to realize that you are sleeping far to sleep and you can turn and turn and, and fight in the middle of anything because God created something unique in yourself. Matthew 17, I'm not going to go there. I can see Moses and Elijah saying to Jesus Christ, I can see Jesus Christ said, I'm about to die now. He's tottering. He's thinking, is this thing okay? Is Is it sure? And Moses said, Jesus I had to die so the people of Israel can pass through. Because someone had to stand and realize that he was the person matter as well to stand up for us and die in the cross. I get to this point, my third point. I always like it because I get into trouble every time. I hope I'm not going to be in trouble. You can stone me when I'm going away, but make sure I'm right at the gate there. It's less about you than you think. Say to someone next to you, it's less about you than you think. Say it again. It's less about you than you think. Some people, they think it's about them. It's not about you. When you are born again, it's the greatest things. 
Why are you here? Because you have made that decision. You are not in the wrong place here. You are in the house of the Lord. I always go back and look at Adam and Eve and thinking, God, why did you not just take Adam and Eve and wrap them away when they sin? Just wipe them away and start this thing afresh again. <laughs> it's always just, I look at that story and that the thing comes to me. Could you just take it and, and start some another? And then maybe you put Adam at the end, put Adams at the end and put Elves at the end. And yeah, just to change it. Or maybe it creates Sipo and... Uh, Matthew or someone. Change, just change it. Why didn't you know to do that? But one of the things that comes to my mind, God is not there to replace damaged products, but God is there to fix damaged products. He's not here to replace damaged products. He's here to fix Marriage is here. It's not easy sometimes being a parent. It's tough. I look and sit down and say, Lord, why did I choose to be a parent? Yeah. <laughs> but I realize I got nothing to do. He's the one taking care of my children. It's for me to show them the light. We always sit around and thinking, now my life is so not going anywhere. I'm just so, you just mourn. We mourn. We're thinking, oh no, my kids are causing problems. And my family don't want to be saved. My company is not doing well. We are the mourning people ever. But God is there to fix that. It's not your business. It's his business. I look at the story of Job. We call him Job, but in Zulu we call him Job. <laughs> and he had everything, but he forget it's less about him. There's about the kingdom. There was a conversation between Satan and God and said, Won't you dare touch my Job? Because I've trusted him. Jobe had to rejoice. Even he don't have the greatest house. Don't have, he lost his health because it was not about him. He was the one that was said, don't you better touch my Jobe.
God works in the background. I had a conversation with someone. I said, what do you mean God works in the background? I look at my life. And I look at other people's life that I'm involved. I see them progressing because they have said yes to God. God is in there. I remember getting trouble at the time with my grandmother because we had the radio. I wanted to know who was inside that radio. How many of us here we keep really forcing and breaking our lives and we're thinking we want to see what is behind. We can't see what is behind. I did not see the voices. I broke the radio. Only I know there was just a bit of things that I don't understand it. I did break it. And it was my grandmother's favorite radio that time. She's been given by Madam. We used to call them Madam because she used to wear one of an African's ladies at Borders Hill. And she gave him, you know, it's a snow radio. It makes noise. It's called alarm. Do, 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 do. Whatever. And then I broke it and it was his favorite radio. Because I want to see and I want to hear those voices that are speaking. And how many of us here, we don't let God work in our background? God is fighting our battles. He's in charge. It takes 72 muscles to smile. Why don't you be lazy and smile? It says 100 and something to make your muscles tense. I smile because I know I've been loved. (laughs) God works with anybody. God works with anybody. I had the privilege. And I don't take that for granted in standing here in this pulpit and sharing the word of God. But when I look at my life, I never thought I would be standing and ministering to you guys. You don't look yourself down. God use anybody. Allow God to use you as well. I remember having a workshop in Guanyu, so we wanted to start one of Monday motivation. At the first time, I chatted to them, and then I said I had a topic with about the leadership. And I don't know why they give me the leadership topic, because I thought I'm a useless leader. But at the end, to see them realize that they are able as well to stand in front of people and share about the word of God, it really amazed me. Isn't my English very perfect? No. But God, in him, is very perfect. 
There's nothing can stop us to reach and minister because when we have God within us, we'll pour to others. Talking about the boy coming from the village called Embo, where we get to learn English in Zulu. What is that? We get to the village where there is no hope. We see our uncles going up and drinking them to death. But I look at myself. I said, God is using me into the situation where you never know. God works on our behalf. How many realize that sometimes you look at your life and say, it was God? We have a greatest partner who works on our behalf. God wants us to believe. I want to believe. I stand here and I'm crying. I want you to be encouraged and be strong and believe. And then I want to take this opportunity and say, if you are not a believer and you have things happening in your life that troubles you and that you hear these words again, and you've been encouraged and said, now, today, Lord, I want to knock in my life. I want to come in my table. I had to chat other time at home. I said, I want never allow devil to come and sit on my table. I want to be a reserve, a chair for Jesus Christ. How many of us here we allowed Satan to come and sit in our table at home. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not an old person. I'm just young. But I use this old fashioned every time. I want to put the blood of Jesus in my children every time when they go out there. I said, we invite you, Lord, in this house when you come in here and sit down, we feel your presence in this home. We get attacked from our families. We get attacked in the world. We see things happening around here. But today, I want to believe and say, you are still good, Father. And I want to close in prayer. But I've read this book. I had the privilege of reading it again. And again and again. And this question I want to leave with you. What comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about us? God is the most important thing about us. What comes in your mind? I don't want you to answer that. There is answers here. Uh, I'm not going to borrow it. I'm reading it. But what comes to your mind when you're thinking that God is important in us? 
I want to close in prayer. As I'm closing in prayer, if you never accept the Lord as your Savior, uh, you can just lift up your hands where you are. If you are not well, and I trust God, that will heal you today. I'm not bringing anything specifically magic, but today I want to invite the Holy Spirit. And as we walk out here, we don't walk out in this place still the same, but we want to walk out with the presence of the Lord. And I just, I just want, if you said you never accept the Lord as your Savior, it's fine, you can raise up your hands. If you want to pray with me, you can pray with me. And Alan just took the prayer that I wanted to pray and he said it on the newsletter. <laughs> and, and that's it. But I just, let's just close our eyes and just think about it with this time. Lord, your name is higher. You are good. Lord, I pray your presence right now here. I thank you that you've loved me and you loved everyone in this place. I pray that we may stay strong even when there's no time of being strong. Lord Jesus, you are good. Lord, I'm just sensing someone said, ah, this Christian thing is just tiring. I'm not doing well. I'm just I'm just going to church for the sake of it's Sunday. But today, I pray for everyone in this place that church will be every day. Lord, you loved us. You've sent your son to die for us. So, Lord, you give us authority to heal. Lord, today I'm releasing your name, Jesus Christ. Those who are not well right now, heal them. Lord, I pray for your acceptance that we may know that we have been loved. That we matter. That we're doing better in you. It's less about you as well, Lord. We pray that your kingdom come as it is in heaven. Release your anointing. I bless everyone in this place.